by Annie Warrior Podcast, episode 13. What does it mean to be a Filipino American? Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of the Binding Warrior podcast. I am your host, Guru Mike Panna, chief instructor and founder of the Binding Warrior Martial Arts Academy, located right here in the Dallas, Texas area. Um, and before I begin, I want to wish everyone a happy Halloween. This is October 31st as I'm recording this. Um, I know that there's a lot of uh, you going out trick-or-treating later, uh, or maybe taking your kids out trick-or-treating, rather, and then you also have, probably have parties to go to and so forth. Uh, so I want to make this quick, but I wanted to make sure that I ended October, Filipino American History Month, on the right note. Um, now, I know that I have not been able to film a new video regarding Filipino American History Month every day as I plan to do if you watch me on YouTube or Instagram. Um, I've not been able to do that in the last week. Uh, it's been just super busy. My son got really sick. We had to take him to the hospital. Um, in addition to that, we had to prepare for the Bionic Warrior Bleak Gun Conference. So guys from New Jersey, Bionic Warriors from New Jersey, Michigan, and Texas came here to Dallas to train for three days. And on the third day of that weekend, we also had Two of my older brothers in Atienzakali, uh, Guru Leo Manalo and Guru Stephen Broman, uh, they flew down uh, to train the Bayani Warrior Tribe in a closed-door session, So, which was really cool. Um, and, uh, you know, we have a lot of great photos online if you want to check it out. Uh, but it's been really, really busy. But I wanted to make sure that I filmed and recorded a uh, brand-new episode of this podcast to end the month of October, being that it is the last day of Filipino-American History Month. So this episode will be entitled, What Does It Mean to Be a Filipino-American? Okay, and I know this should have probably been asked way earlier in the month. Um, and, you know, if you listen to my recent podcast interview with my good friend, Guru Joey Marana from Baltimore, Maryland, um, as well as some of the things I've been posting lately, um, you'll probably kind of get the gist of where I'm getting at for this episode. But I really want to kind of cap it off and kind of give you my thoughts on what it means to be a Filipino-American. Um, so <clears throat> if you're a Filipino-American or even a Filipino, you probably know the word coconut, Okay, and I'm, talk I'm not talking about the thing that grows on the tree, okay, on the island, okay? I'm talking about kind of an insulting, derogatory term that's typically targeted towards people like myself, okay? Essentially, people with brown skin, uh, but they're very American. So basically, it's a person who has brown skin, but is white on the inside, okay? And this is a term that's been thrown in my direction a lot uh, throughout my life, even up till recently, even to adulthood. Um, this is a title that's been kind of tossed uh, in my direction since I was a kid simply because... You know, I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood. I grew up in New Jersey in a neighborhood filled with Irish Americans and Polish Americans and Italian Americans. Um, I grew up listening to rock music. Um, I grew up loving country music. So because of these things, a lot of Filipinos and Filipino Americans have kind of called me a coconut. And I know I'm not the only one out there who's experienced this. And what I think they're trying to say is that, you know, you're so American, you're not really Filipino. And it really caused me to think, you know, what really is a Filipino American? I mean, how do we define it? And so in this episode, that's what I want to do today. I kind of want to talk about, you know, that whole idea of being that coconut and also being a, what it means to be a Filipino-American. So if you listen to my recent interview with my buddy Joey Marana, um, you know, he kind of talks about, you know, kind of the ways Filipino-Americans like ourselves are kind of defined as. Um, and, you know, what makes somebody Filipino? Now, from our experience, if you listen to the interview, and you can find it online, you can find it on YouTube and in, uh, iTunes as well. Um, <clears throat> in our world, according to him... Um, Filipinos are tend to be defined as being Filipino by speaking Tagalog and eating the food. 
Now, that is definitely one way to define it, okay? You speak the Galog, of course. Speaking the native tongue is part of being of that culture, okay? I totally get that. Um, as I said in one of my previous videos, if you look it up on YouTube, it's entitled uh, Why Filipino Americans Do Not Speak Tagalog. Um, if you look up that video, it kind of goes into detail why I don't speak Tagalog and why many millions and probably millions of Filipino Americans do not speak Tagalog as well. Um, so you can check that out. But in this episode, I kind of want to talk about that, that idea of what it means to be a Filipino or not Filipino enough, rather, right? And my entire life, I was, I've been told <clears throat> that I'm not Filipino enough. I don't speak Tagalog. I don't eat Filipino food on a regular basis. Um, again, I listen to country music and rock music. So kids, other Filipino kids would call me these names because they didn't know how else to categorize me. Okay, And as a kid, it used to really bother me. It used to make me really mad. But now that I'm an adult, I'm really, I just feel like I'm on this mission to kind of educate right, and kind of educate people of where I'm coming from and why there's so many people like myself um, who are American and Filipino and kind of walk that line between the two worlds. <clears throat> so... You know, if you are basically defining a Filipino in those terms as an individual who speaks Tagalog and eats Filipino food, then by that definition, I am not a Filipino, okay? I don't eat Filipino food regularly, not because I don't like it. I love Filipino food. It's just that it's not very healthy for you, <laughs> and so I try not to eat it that much. Um, in addition to that, um, I tend to, uh, yeah, I tend to eat a little healthier, so that's probably a big reason why I don't jump on Filipino food as much as I'd like to. Um... But I, I definitely don't speak the language, okay? And so if you're defining a Filipino in those two terms, then you're probably right, okay? However, that's not my definition of what a Filipino is, okay? Uh, now, we can go into all the, you know, the ethnic studies and the history of being a Filipino. But in my mind, being a Filipino is much more than just having brown skin and speaking Tagalog and eating the food. Um, where, how I grew up, I've always had this impression of Filipinos that we are hardworking, we are familial, we're, tr we're tribal, we're hospitable, we take care of our own, we uh, will stick up, stick up for each other when times are hard, we'll get each other's backs when times are rough. Um, <clears throat> we have a, that tribal mentality of having one another's backs. Um, and again, we are just, we have a sickeningly devoted work ethic, and we are people of faith. Um, now, if you define a Filipino by those terms, then I would have to say I am a Filipino, Okay. I think we got to be very careful of how we define what it means to be a Filipino American in this in this day and age. I think it's important to understand that we live in a society where people like to throw titles on things, and we need to kind of step step back from that. Um, as a Filipino, I embrace the aspects of my culture that I can grasp: that of the idea of faith, the idea of family, the idea of devotion to your tribe. Okay, that is what. I align myself with as a Filipino. Um, I married a Filipino American, a Texan, Filipino Texan American, uh, who was born and raised here in Dallas. And we have a son who's almost one years old, and we're going to raise him like a Texan and an American. Okay, <clears throat> he will not grow up eating the food as much. He, well, maybe my, my mother-in-law might have a different say on that, but uh, for the most part, he probably won't devour the Filipino food as much. He definitely won't grow up speaking Tagalog because we don't do that. But how will I carry on the Filipino culture to him, okay? Well, for one, this idea of tribe, okay? And what's really interesting about being a Filipino is that um, we have titles for basically everyone in the family, okay? So typically in a traditional family, mom and dad have a title, grandma and grandpa have a title, and uncles and aunts have titles. And that's basically it. But in Filipino culture, even the children get titles. So kuyas, older brothers, ates, older sisters. This idea of there is titles and a job and a rank for everyone in the family, um, that's something I want to pass on to my son. 
Everyone's got a job to do in this tribe. Everyone has a role to fulfill. Everyone has a task to do. So that's part of the one, one of the things I'm going to pass on to my son. Of course, the Filipino martial arts are going to be a given. Um, he already has a little tiny rattan stick that he plays with. It's going to happen. He's going to train in Filipino martial arts. To the extent that I am, I don't know. But I will introduce him to the Filipino fighting arts. He will have a definite competence in it and a functional competence in it. He'll be able to use it if he needs to uh, for his own protection, as well as understanding his own culture. Okay? Um, and I'll also raise him in the ideals of the Filipino tribe to respect your elders, okay? I actually recently started working, um, teaching Filipino Kali, believe it or not, in some senior living communities here in the area. Um, and this, the senior community loves Filipino martial arts. They love the fluidity of it. They love the dynamic coordination you can develop from it, even if you're from a seated position. And one of the things that one of the uh, students told me, I believe she was 82 years old, she came up to me, she goes, you are so polite to your elders. You're so polite, so respectful. And I, I was kind of, you know, I was flattered by that, but I didn't realize I was being super respectful. I was just doing exactly what I was raised to do as a Filipino-American. You know, the concept of monopoing your elders. I didn't do that to her, of course. Uh, but the idea of just greeting the elders as, they, as you walk into the room, making sure that they know that you're there, that's a big part of being a Filipino. So these aspects of Filipino culture, I'm going to pass on to my son. It might not be the same as Tagalog. It might not be the same as, um, <clears throat> as eating the food. But I think these are deeper aspects of our culture. And I think as Filipino-Americans, we need to kind of step back from the surface layer things that we define a Filipino as and really start to embrace the deeper aspects of what it means to be a Filipino-American um, in this day and age. All right, guys. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Bionic Warrior Podcast. Again, this is episode 13. I look forward to seeing you all in episode 14. Take care. God bless. And remember to be the hero in your life. <laughs>